This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Today we are interviewing Fraser Doherty, MBE, who is the founder of Super Jam, Envelope Coffee, and co-founder of Beer 52. His entrepreneurial quality developed from a young age and has led him to create various award-winning businesses. Fraser has his new book, 48-Hour Startup, being released next week, and we got the chance to talk to him about the content as well as the valuable advice that Fraser would offer to startups. Welcome to the show, Fraser. First of all, can you just outline your current role? Um, so my role is uh, the founder of a jam company called Super Jam. And um, so, what what do you so in, on kind of a daily basis? Obviously, you've also got Super Jam Beer Fifty Two. Is that right? And a couple of other that's bits right, and pieces yeah, so going uh, on. Over the years, I've started a couple of different startups. Uh, when I was fourteen years old, I started a business called Super Jam with my grandmother's jam recipes, which grew into a business that now supplies uh, many supermarkets around the world. Uh, more recently, I started a business uh, with my friend called Beer Fifty Two, which is an online craft beer club. And every month, we send our members a box of beer from around the world. Uh, we've had about 100,000 people sign up. It's become very, very popular. Um, so on a day to basis, I, I get to eat jam in the morning, taste beer in the afternoon, and uh, <laughs> along the way, I've uh, also written a little book, um, which I'm very excited to be launching this week. Fantastic. It sounds like a good combo for the day. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, uh, it's a tough job, but someone's going to do it. <laughs> well, obviously, Super Jam is probably what you're most known for, um, and it's done amazingly well and that it's launched in 12 countries I understand and winning 12 uh, 20 innovation awards so uh, yeah it's been an amazing adventure yeah did you expect that amount of success especially creating it so young no when I first started making jam with my grandmother as a little boy I had no idea that that would go on to become my life and you know become my career uh, but I guess I loved the idea of trying to make a career out of doing something I enjoyed and I just started on a tiny scale selling jam door to door in the neighborhood and the farmers markets and then step by step it grew and grew I came up with a way of making jam 100% from fruit I managed to convince a supermarket to start selling my products and it's grown and grown ever since what's, um, what's your granny said about the success <laughs> my granny has been delighted by everything that's happened uh, she goes into her local supermarket and makes sure all the labels are facing the front and, <laughs> and the competitors are on the wrong way oh fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I think she even tells the people at the checkout that it's her recipe but I'm not sure they believe her <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I've, I've noticed that you've quite strictly stuck to the food and drink industry in the way that you've got Beer 52, Super Jam, I think Envelope Coffee as well. 
That's right, yeah. Um, is this like, will you continue to build businesses within that industry? I know you've slightly gone into the book as well. Um, with your 48-hour startup, you've also launched that as well. So... Exactly, yeah. I, I personally love food and I love the idea of uh, making food that's better quality and healthy and natural. I'm really interested in craft food and drinks or craft beer and craft coffee. I think it's a huge trend. Uh, but I think the thing that's exciting is that anybody can make food at home, start a business on a tiny scale. The food industry is a great business that you can get into without needing very much investment, without needing very much experience even, and you can start a business. So I think if there are people out there who are thinking of starting a food business, I would say, it's definitely a great place to start great so who actually inspires you is there anyone in that particular sector that stands out for you or is it anybody within the business world or I don't have any specific heroes Um, I think some people do but but I I kind of uh, like to figure out my own ideas about how I want to live my life and what I, how I want to grow my business but there's definitely been a lot of different people that have inspired me a huge amount along the way and in my book I, I share some of their stories and some of them are small entrepreneurs that I've met along the way some of them are kind of household names um, people like Ben and Jerry's uh, have been a big inspiration to me you know the idea that you can um, use your business to do good you don't just have to use your business to make money um, so in the case of Ben and Jerry's they use their packaging to protest about things they cared about like women's rights and environmental damage and they were also pioneers of fair trade and so a year or so ago I got to meet one of my heroes I guess Jerry uh, from Ben and Jerry's and uh, he taught me a lot about what they had done and he very kindly put a quote on the on the front of my book um, so that all came full circle and um, I got to send my book to my hero. Mm, great so personally um, about the book um, I feel that it's got quite an autobiographic feel even though it's full of advice it's also got a lot about your background I mean is this what it was that was that intended did you want to not stick to the conventional business advisory instructed um, like guidelines did you want it to have a bit more of a personal feel I think the best way to learn is to just learn from how someone else has done something. Um, I, I never like to pretend I'm an expert or you know, give an opinion about something that I haven't at least tried myself. And in the book, I wanted to share all of the tips and tricks and steps that I've taken in, in growing my own businesses and coming up with ideas. And I wanted to share how we got our packaging designed and how we developed our website and how I managed to convince supermarkets to sell my products. And I wouldn't want to try and give advice about something I hadn't done myself so I guess I wanted to share the stories from along my own journey and some of the stories of other entrepreneurs that I've met along the way and the advice that they've given me. Great so um, how did the idea of the 48 hour startup come about then? Well when I very first started my business at 14 I didn't know anything about business I didn't know how to get packaging design I didn't know what price I should sell my products for I couldn't even come up with a name and I guess over the years I've sort of tried lots of different things and almost everything I've done I've either done the long way or I've done the wrong way and I guess there were lots of things I learned that meant when we started the second business and the third business we really wanted to do things much more quickly and I wanted to share some of those lessons with other people so that they wouldn't have to spend years and years getting their business off the ground and I wondered how quickly could you start a business could you start a business in two days and so I set myself that challenge and I went from a blank piece of paper to the first customer in the course of just two days and um, I just 
did some research, how to come up with an idea, um, how to come up with a name very quickly, how to register a domain name and build a website. And the amazing thing is that there are tools available online that can help you to do all of those things without knowing how to make a website, without knowing how to come up with a name or a brand. And you can actually launch a business after 48 hours. Was there um, your book split into the different sections that you need to look at um, as a startup? Was there a particular section that was harder than the rest or a, um, more of a hurdle than others? I think the amazing thing about starting a business is sometimes it can seem terrifying. A lot of people feel like starting a business is going to be the decision of a lifetime. And I wondered, what if it was just the decision of a weekend? And what if you broke it all down into a hundred little steps? Um, would that make it easy to do? And so uh, when you do come up with an idea, if you just break it down and figure out what's the first step you need to take and then the second step and the third step, it becomes a lot less daunting. And none of the steps in and of themselves are impossible. None of them are too difficult. And if you break it down, you know, you'd be amazed at what you can achieve and how quickly you can go through the different steps. Awesome. Okay. So... You've actually got other books out as well. So you've got Super Business. I know you've got Super Jam Cookbook and um, a various amount of others. Um, what's been your favourite to write? Well, of course, uh, the book that I've just finished for a, our startup is the one I'm most excited about. Um, my previous book, Super Business, I wrote uh, probably five years ago when I was uh, 17, something like that, 17 or 18, just after Super Jam launched in the supermarkets. And so I shared everything that I'd learned up until that point, but I've learned a huge amount more in the past few years. And this latest book is, is an opportunity for me to share some of the things I've learned from starting uh, Beer 52 with my friends and uh, starting a business selling coffee online called Envelope. And there are lessons I've learned that hopefully will be helpful for other people getting their ideas off the ground too. Um, but we know that you've experienced and achieved a lot um, at such a young age as well. And I expect that one of the highlights must be earning um, an MBE. But um, how does it feel to have that so young? Um, I guess when I started my business, I didn't do it um, to get rich. I didn't do it uh, to win awards, and I definitely didn't, you know, imagine that I get invited to Buckingham Palace. Um, so it wasn't something I ever imagined would happen starting out. Um, but of course, it was an amazing day out for me and for my grandmother, especially. I took her down, and she got to meet Prince Charles and go to Buckingham Palace. So for her, it was a really lovely, uh, a lovely trip, and it was, it was great to be able to do something like that. It's really good, though. It's really um, something to write down, isn't it? Um, do you think it's best to maybe improve a current idea? So in, in regards to building a business, um, if you're quite stuck, do you think it's best to maybe improve a current idea like you've suggested in the book? And is this the route that you've gone down? Yeah, I guess a lot of people, when they watch TV shows like The Dragon's Den or The Apprentice, they watch some kind of inventor roll up with a suitcase onto the TV set and open up a suitcase and bring out some kind of contraption, some kind of wacky invention that has never existed before and present it to the dragons. And I think a lot of people get this idea that they need to come up with an invention, they need to come up with a USP, they need to come up with something that doesn't exist in the world. But the thing I've learned is that you don't have to come up with some kind of wacky invention. You can take an everyday product and just make it better, deliver it to people in a better way. Put your own experience of buying that product into coming up with a better way of doing it and you'd be amazed at how many opportunities there are to just do everyday things better. One of the other things that you mentioned is um, making your products perfect and, and you know spending time and money on them. Um, how 
how important is the idea of a minimum viable product? Uh, and do you think that is underused in, for, for some startups or underused by startups? Well, I think um, a lot of people procrastinate and they plan and they, they get told they need to write a huge business plan and, you know, they try and forecast what are they going to be selling in three years and five years' time. But I think the most important thing is just make a product, just get it out there, get feedback from people, and most importantly, listen to what they say. The number of people who create a product, their customers give them feedback and they ignore what their customers say is, is incredible. That's something I see all the time. Okay. Uh, entrepreneurs are often too proud of their idea to, to listen to what anyone says. And what you have to know is that every idea in its first instance is wrong. And every single idea is, is wrong in the beginning. And you have to sort of go into it thinking, okay, there's going to be things that are wrong about my idea and it's my job to find out what they are. And so when somebody criticizes what you're doing or a customer gives you feedback, look at that as gold dust. You know, that's your opportunity to improve upon your idea, make it better, and, and by doing that, it will hopefully become a success. Fantastic. Um, well, obviously, there's going to be competitors out there. So what do you think is the most important thing to look for? I definitely think it's, it's important have a look at your competitors, look at how they're already doing things, look at them as your free research and development department. If they've been going a few years, they've probably tried out a few things to settle upon the way that they're doing things now, so don't make all the same mistakes that they've done, just uh, piggyback on the lessons that they've learned, but at the same time, don't be completely focused on your competitors, because probably they're just as clueless as you are about about what's the right way to do things. Um, the most important person to focus on is the customer, and that's sounds cheesy, but it's true. Just ask customers what they want. If you're trying to sell your product to a big retailer, the most important person in your life is the buyer. And if you can get in front of them and ask for their feedback, listen to everything they say and take it as gold dust and, and really take on board their feedback and make changes to your product uh, to, to hopefully make something that they want to buy. Great. Um, do you think it's hard to equally balance your attention between your businesses and how do you maintain a work-life balance? I'm not sure how much of a work-life balance <laughs> I, I, work, I work all the time but I love what I do and I wouldn't really want it any other way would you, um... I do think it's important to. I do think it's important to focus. Um, something I talk about a little bit in the book is how amazing it is what you can achieve if you just focus on doing one thing at a time. And in my case, I, I've, I've done a few different projects, but at any one time, I tried to just focus on one thing at a time. And if you can do that, you'd be amazed at how quickly you can do things, how clear your thinking can be. And the amazing thing is, even if you just focus on something for 48 hours, as I did in the book, you can get a whole business off the ground. In just a couple of days, just by focusing on it, turning off Facebook, uh, you know, not not being distracted by all of the things we have going in our lives, and just focus on trying to get your idea started. Now, obviously, you've experienced a lot. So, looking back, is there anything that you would have done differently? There are thousands and thousands of things I, I, I did wrong and I did the long way and mistakes I made and I guess part of what I wanted to do in the book was share some of those lessons, some of the things that, that I did wrong or that I did the, the long way around and uh, there are so many different things that you know I, I now know you can do in a matter of hours that previously took me weeks to do because I didn't know how to do them. So just, just to finish off, would there be um, a key piece of advice that you would give to somebody that was looking to start up or is just in the process? Um, should you give one standout piece of advice? I think the biggest piece of 
advice I would have is not to be afraid. I think a lot of people hold them back from doing what they want to do in life out of fear. They're worried that people are going to laugh at them. They're worried that their idea is not going to work. I would say start small. Don't be afraid of just starting today, starting tomorrow, starting this weekend and trying your idea out on a tiny scale. It doesn't, you don't have to jump in at the deep end and make a million of your product. Just make a few. Take it to a farmer's market, take it to a craft fair, set up a simple website, try selling it, and get some feedback from your customers. And most importantly, listen to what they say. Awesome. And obviously, most importantly, when's the book out and where can we get it from? So the book comes out next week and it will be available, of course, on Amazon. Uh, you can also check out the 48hourstartup.org website uh, where we've got a podcast with lots of interviews with other entrepreneurs. Uh, you can also order the book from there. For more interviews and advice from Business Matters, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. 